Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 181. Hi, how are you? What is going on in your world? I have a guest for you today. This guest is, well, she's a dear friend because I've had the pleasure of knowing her for, I think it's almost six years. She is one of the OG warriors, one of the original gangster women that I started to work with when I moved to Vancouver uh, six years ago. And in today's episode, Shen shares her biggest insights and learnings from her training over the last few years and from Warrior Queen that we just finished. She also dishes up some hot words of wisdom and advice for those of you who are really struggling with this training, health, food, body composition, competence stuff. Uh, you know, I think it's it's so powerful to sit at a table with other powerful women, women who have done what you want to do or are doing what you want to do. And definitely Shannon belongs at so many women's tables. She, you know, she's been in this now for a good solid five years. And so she speaks about that today and how she had to work really hard on what I call the expectation reality gap. And I've done some podcasts on this before and I can pop them in the show notes, but it's something really hard at the start, especially if, you know, we have stressed our body a lot and we really need to rebuild that foundation up. You know, it can take years for the body to heal. And for Shan, it did take her body a couple of years to find safety, find stability. And at the start for her, it was really frustrating because, she wasn't seeing the progress uh, that she wanted when it came to her strength and her body composition goals. But her body just needed time to heal. And over the past couple of years, we've started to really push hard in her training, but hard in a respectful way. And she shares her learnings and insights and where she's at right now uh, you know, her relationship with training and health and food has changed so much over the last few years. We also talk about her results that she got over the last 12 weeks, which are epic. Uh, and we chat about this, you know, this idea of training around limitations. So for a lot of us, you know, we do have limitations Uh or we could also call them constraints, and that could be physical constraints. So for Shannon, her knees are a really big limitation for her, which you'll hear us speak about in the podcast episode today. But we also have other constraints in our life, and we actually can train around those constraints and those limitations. What we really need is energy. We need a plan, and we do need someone to support us, uh, and that can totally make training around limitations way easier. We also talk about confidence, you know, which is something that, uh, you know, I talk a lot about, but 
one of there's something that she says towards the end of our conversation that really resonated with me and I'm going to let you listen to it all the way to the end but it is a little bit about this idea of expectation reality and you know creating a plan uh, that really matches our lifestyle and how that's really helped her build this really powerful relationship with training and with herself and her body. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking and I'm gonna hand it over to one of my OG warriors and dear friends, Shannon Dalby. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. <sighs> Shannon, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. Thank you. This is your second time. It is, yes. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you today. We're going to talk about your training. And yes, the good old training. Yes. We're going to talk about your training. And I know that you'll have some really cool words of wisdom to share with the women that are listening. All right. So we have just finished Warrior Queen Challenge. It was a 12-week, three months long, uh, and it was a strength challenge. And the goal of it was to increase your confidence, uh, not at the bar for you. Well, for RDLs, yes, for hinging, but not for squatting. We'll talk a little bit about your training and your knees. Uh, but it was to increase your confidence at the bar or lifting heavier weights. And so I want to talk about Warrior Queen. I want to talk about your training. I want to talk about some learnings and insights, some challenges. And then we're going to wrap it up with some words of wisdom from you. Does that sound cool? Sounds cool. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. So I would love to know your biggest learnings or insights. We'll, we'll go with Warrior Queen. We could go bigger than that because we've been together for a very long time. So if you want to go bigger, you can. Or if you want to just pull it into the last 12 weeks, you can also do that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we've been working to like you said working together a long time so it's been a lot of we've figured things out what things work and what things kind of don't work and those knees are certainly um, a challenge to work around um, so we were able to figure out also through uh, through the the different exercises and working up prior to the warrior queen challenge just how many times I could do certain movements to be able to push push the knees, um, push the hinges and things like that. So we kind of 
got a system in place so that we were ready to go for the warrior challenge and be able to then really push hard. I mean, there was limiting factors than that I could only do squats sort of once a week. And then we managed to be able to do it so that it was twice a week so that we could really see those um, progressions. And so I guess a lot of the things is working closely with you and explaining sort of the different nuances as far as how the body is working. Then we were able to really tailor and get a really good um, system in place or workout schedule in place to be able to maximize what we needed to do and what we were trying to accomplish in the whole challenge. And I think that was really helpful. Um, many, we, we started with our one rep max at the beginning. And then as we progressed and it was still like, you would say, okay, you have to do a max for this, this one. I think when we were at about week seven or week eight, and even then when we did the max, I was like, okay, this is all I can do. Then when it came time to doing more reps after pulling the weight back, it's like, well, you probably could have done more. And so sometimes it's having that trust in your body and your trust in yourself that yes, it seems like a big number, just do it and keep going. And your body there, I mean, you're on a machine. So there's certain things that you can lock in place if you don't actually um, have the strength to complete the movement and some of those things. So it was a lot of uh, developing more confidence in being able to lift heavier. Um, and by the end of the, the whole challenge, it was really nice in that I started to feel more confident in myself as well. So it wasn't just in confidence when you stepped up to the bar, but it was the confidence outside of the gym in how you carried yourself and how you um, carried yourself one physically, but also carried yourself throughout the day as well. Yeah, there's a couple of things in there that I'd love to talk about. One is your knees and how those are a limiting factor. I just can you just talk a little bit about them and the history of them and how that, you know, they they were a challenge uh, around really building your lower body strength. Uh, and then just talk a little bit about how we worked through them and then what you were able to actually achieve even over the last you know, year or so. Yeah. I mean, it's, fun. it's funny because the knees are like, I've always had bad knees. So it's always, that was always the limiting factor. And it's like, okay, well, I just have bad knees. You know, I can remember complaining about them as young as grade five. So I've always had bad knees, but then if you actually sort of look back at it, it's like, well, I used to be able to do basketball and volleyball in high school. And then look back, oh, in high, university, I used to be able to run. And now then I used to be able to do CrossFit and things like that, and then take the stairs or whatever. And then it got back to a point where a couple of years ago, you'd be asking me to do certain movements. And it's just like, I can't do them. They, they just don't physically, you could, I mean, you've heard them, the way they're grinding on each other. And it sounds almost like popcorn, the way that they're making so many noises. And it's like, I just can't do that. So then we went down the avenue of let's do x-rays and that kind of thing. And they're like, yeah, you're whatever it is, you've got bone on bone. Um, but um, if you can still manage, manage it, then you can still lift the weights, just stop any kind of high impact skiing, running and all that stuff, which was great for me, because then I didn't have to do that stuff. But um, so then because they were so sore and so uncomfortable, then I did the um, hyaluronic acid injections in July of last year. And it's supposed to only last about six months. And we're, I think we're at about 10 months in now. So it's been able to allow me to then 
continue doing movements and continue to build the strength that we want to do because that was one of the things that they say that if you can actually manage to build all of your muscle strength around the knee it might help take off some of the pressure so that's what we've been focusing on and because of the knees and because of the um the way that they rub we weren't able to do any of the front squats or the back squats and so also just getting some of that information was helpful because it seemed like we keep trying and we keep trying and we keep trying but once we actually had the scientific information saying like it's something to do with our knees let's just do a different exercise then we were able to go and do the leg press or the sled, sled leg press and even with those depending on the machine sometimes it puts my knee in a funny position and i can't do those so we've already identified exactly which ones we can do and so from there we were able to um i think we started i think i was able to get up to about 220 pounds last year and that was just with with cortisone shots and then we noticed that the cortisone shots wore off and i went quickly down to like 100 pounds because my knees couldn't handle it again so with the hyaluronic acid um, and then building the strength with this challenge we started i think you said 260 265 is what i was supposed to try and do at week one and i'm like oh my goodness that is that's that's my max yes that's sure let's try that which we actually did and so then it was then you put it in on week 12 to do i think 285 and i was like okay that's going to be heavy or whatever so then it's like okay well let's see if i can actually do more than that so then we actually i finished it at 330 pounds so i mean it was it was exciting to not only hit the one that you thought i would be able to hit but then also to exceed it and that's part of the let's have the confidence and let's see where we can go instead of limiting yourself and saying no that's such a big number so, I mean, that part was fun, felt good. Yeah, I think what you just said before about getting the information, just understanding what's actually happening in the knee and then also finding a, a movement or a way to train that not, not works around it, but really works with it or supports it and allows you to build the most strength that you can uh, and right. get the adaptation because you know, the knee is such a vital thing with lower body. Yeah. It's like the, the thing in the middle that any single leg strength movement, that's like a squat pattern, any squat, the knee there, it's a main player. And so I think we can really not feel very confident when we have like pain or an injury, but if we understand what's going on and then we find a way to train that doesn't aggravate it, uh, that's really important. And I think we really started to do that in the last year or so when we're like, okay, like it ain't going away, you know, no matter kind of what we try and do to push the squat pattern, it's just not working for you. And so we found a way to train your legs uh, that gets you a 330 pound leg press. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so cool. Uh, yeah, at this, at the start of the twelve weeks for the one RM, did you do two sixty five? I'm pretty sure it was two sixty five. Yeah, I can uh, I can double check that, but I'm pretty sure that that's what it was. Yeah, so you went from two sixty five, and then over the twelve weeks, we landed at three thirty. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, considering it, it was going, uh, we had, I guess it would have been about this time last year that we were like, okay, we've, we've got this figured out, we've identified what the issue is, and let's try and build the, the strength up. And then we saw that I had gotten strong, and then my knees just started going down and I couldn't maintain that, um, pushing that same weight to now being able to say, okay, now we've able, we sort of had to do another reset and build it up again. And so far I've been able to maintain it, which has been nice. Yeah. And we were, you were like pressing a couple of times a week, but the second session was quite hard and the knees weren't tolerating it pretty well. And so we, you know, throughout it, we definitely changed the strategy and modified it. Uh, like you also said, your leg position matters, you know, the angle of the knees, what else we're doing in the week matters. I guess I'm talking about it because I think there's so many women out there that maybe they're in pain or they have an injury or there's a limitation. And so then they get so discouraged around like they can't, like they can't train. Uh, and yeah, I just think the the story with your knees is really powerful because you can still train and make great progress. You just got to find a way to work with and around the issue. Yeah. 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 And I think that was the key for us because uh, until we had the information to do so, sometimes it's a matter of stepping back and getting the information so that then you know how to address it and you know what you, to do because up until last year, we were sort of saying, okay, well then let's try this and let's try this. And it's, oh, it's just because your IT bands are really tight or, or all these different things. So we would try all these different tools and things to try and get back into the squat. And I could do the squat. I thought I was getting a little bit better. And then all of a sudden it would be like, nope, not happening. And then you go backwards. So sometimes you need to sort of step back and assess and see what it is so that then you can come up with a plan to be able to then, like you said, work around it and move, move forward and still build strength in some of the other areas. Yeah. So what helped you feel more confident, like getting into that leg press and increasing the weight and it's, it's very heavy. And so what went on through the mind and what really helped you confidently load that up? Um, I know that like I had a system and I think you, you've got systems in place as well. So typically when I go to the leg press, it would be, okay, I'm putting two 45 pound plates on. So I, so I do the 90 pounds, then I do 180 pounds so that it's like, okay, well, I'm walking around, my knees are kind of bothering me or whatever. So it's 90 pounds. Okay. Well, it's a little, it's a little sticky. Okay. 180 pounds. Well, it's still a little sticky, but it's still, I'm still doing the movement. I'm still progressing. I'm still able to do the weight. So let's just see where, where we go. So let's add a little bit more weight on and, and let's keep going. Okay. Well, I'm still doing the movements. I'm still able to do the three or four reps or the six or eight reps. So then let's keep, keep going. I'll wait until it's like, okay. And there's, there were a couple of times where it was maybe the second session of the week. And it was like, yeah, my, the need just, it was uncomfortable. So I'm going to stop here. Um, I've tried to do it. And I think it is, you can say that, oh, I've got bad knees and it's going to be, it's going to hurt. Well, it's, mm, is it really going to hurt or is it just going to be uncomfortable? And if you can say, okay, I'm just going to keep going through the movements and maybe it, you just do a couple more um, rounds at lighter weight to be able to warm the, warm the knee up or something like that. But if it had, like, it hasn't 
didn't stop. I was still able to go. So let's just keep going. And so the way I would um, approach it would be, let's, let's just see how it is. Yes, we've got a big number. It's going to be a big number. Let's see how we can do. If we can do it, great. If for some reason we fall short, like 10, 15 pounds, then we knew that we still pushed herself and we were still working on building those muscles. So we can try again the next week or, um, or that maybe you, again, it's your nutrition or your sleep or some other things going on. Let's give it a go. So I think approaching it as a more as maybe an experiment or um, just a discovery to see, I think that helps instead of saying like, no, I have to do this and I have to do this, which that is also my personality to say, I have to do this, but also just let's discover what we can do. And I think when you, when you do that and you don't have this expectation and you don't have this um, rigidity, it allows your body then to speak to you. And you usually are surprised in what you end up accomplishing. It seems like it to me, can be more about your mind and what your mind's telling your body can do versus what your body can actually do and i've given you that example too like sometimes it's like i just can't make it out i'm just way too stressed things aren't going well or whatever and then you go for the walk and that's enough and it, it really does you can't believe understand what it's doing but it is and sometimes even with the gym you're like it, it's challenging it's stressful or whatever but once you get in there there's something about working your body um, it helps sort of clear the mind and s make you look at things in a different perspective and then you also get the accomplishment and the satisfaction of doing something and hitting a number or a, another personal best or something like that so yeah there is um I think it just moves the energy around and it can move that energy out of the body when the body is moving. So from what I'm hearing is this piece around just curiosity, just being curious about, okay, let's just see what happens today. I'm going to come in there and not have, not put this pressure on myself or have these certain expectations, but I'm just going to be curious. I'm going to let my body tell me what's going on. I'm going to push as hard as I can uh, and then be okay with the result or the outcome that I get today. Would you say that finding a bit more flexibility, like b being a little bit less rigid, being a bit more curious has like come into the other areas of your life uh, from, from this training experience. Cause I know, you know, years ago when we first started this work that sometimes it would be so frustrating uh, <laughs> that the plan wasn't going to plan. Could you just talk a little bit about that? Because I think that can be really overwhelming, really frustrating when you have this like there or this result or this outcome, but it's taking a long time or it's not going to plan or we get pushed off track. Yeah. I mean, as you know, I'm definitely a plan and, and, focused person in that I mean it, you're like it, it'll take time it'll happen when it happens and um yeah first year first six months you're in this and you're like okay I should be able to start start seeing results I should be able to do this and it's the the funny thing is, is and we've talked about this before too is that you can do the the stand on the scale you can do the measurements and and that and everything seems to be the same as what it was 12 weeks prior, but 
yet it's different. So you, the way you carry yourself, the way you hold yourself, the way you feel in your body, because you're like, well, you know, there is a slight change, but it's just not showing up in those measurements. And to understand that um, it is going to take time. And if you want to see results over the long term, and you want to see that your results are going to be sustainable, you're going to have to put in the time, you're going to have to put in the effort. And don't worry about if it's not done in 12 weeks, it's going to be more like you want it in 12 months, because you want to be able to maintain it. So for example, we did the 12 week challenge. And then I'd be basically about a little 10 or 11 weeks in, there was spring break, and I've had sick kids, and I've had all this stuff, and it was finished 11 weeks. And then we've gone probably four weeks where I haven't been able to get back to the real practice of really training hard. But then I feel like, okay, well, my clothes still fit. And um, I, so you still have all that stuff. Whereas if you did something, a really restrictive one where you lost it so quickly, as soon as you go off of that, then it's like, going, you're going to go the other way anyways. So you've developed that foundation. If you develop that base and you've developed that strength that I know that when I go back to the gym, which will be next week, um, it won't be, I'm not, I'm not going to be doing 330 pound leg press but I'm also not going to be back at the hundred pounds and trying to start at that. I'll, I'll still have some of that foundation and I'll be quickly be able to get back to where I was and to be able to build it and sort of see some of those changes. I, I know it's hard when you're in the process and you're not feeling well, you, you've just gained a whole lot of weight or you're, and you're trying to, or you're trying to get healthy or whatnot, and you can't sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. But I'm, and unfortunately it is, you just have to trust the process and the more thought and energy and time you put into that or stress that you're not getting there quick enough, it doesn't speed up the process. It's a matter of, you've got to, you've got to put in the work. You've got to start doing the walking. You've got to do the, the strength training and, um, and step back from the, the quick, you know, 12 weeks, where am I going to be? or six weeks where am I going to be kind of thing. So, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you, you've had how many of my conversations and how many of my emails going like, when is this going to be, when am I going to start to see this? And 10 years ago, I was totally a different size or, or whatnot, but then I was also had huge stress levels and cortisol levels that couldn't, you know, function properly either. So, Yeah, can you just talk a little bit more about doing the work? Like what does, when you say that, like what has that looked like for you? So for me, originally it was like I was doing CrossFit and then I was eating stupid amounts of like low calories and that's, so my body had gotten super stressed and I was able to stay in a smaller um uh, smaller weight then it was okay things aren't functioning properly like is it your thyroid is it whatever and so the suggestion was okay walk okay so then I would go like for a quick little walk and they're like well you know that's not really what we're meaning we, we we need you to actually walk and try and get some of that stress off and so it got to a point so I stopped the CrossFit and I was with you exclusively 
and we did the okay you have to walk you have to do the 15,000 steps day so it got to you know I'm walking for an hour every day outside of doing all the kids and things like that and it started to make it easier for me to um, in my life as far as dealing with young kids not being quite so short with them be having more time because I'd had time to actually clear my mind which was then helping me with clearing like reducing my stress helping take you know not take thyroid medication anymore because it's like okay well you seem to have managed to to get all of those things and so once we got the walking and we got that practice underway then it's like okay now let's start start making the strength sessions more difficult and so that's sort of where the foundation and the practice was and then 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 it was then the food kind of came in afterwards what about this and what about that and and what's nice is it's mostly as far as the way I eat now it's what am I comfortable with and it's it's not like okay well these items are off the list you can't have this you can't have this which also makes it easier and that you don't feel like you're restricting yourself so then you don't binge so I can remember um back when I was even just started walking because I was sort of more paleo or, or whatnot if there was a chocolate bar in the house and it could be a pound chocolate bar it would be gone within 24 hours that I can have chocolate sitting in the house now and it takes a couple months because you're you're now supporting your system you're not denying your system of certain things which allows you to then be balanced which means that then you don't have the same types of cravings which means that then you don't feel like you need to binge because if you're bad and you've had a piece of chocolate well you might as well have the whole bar of chocolate so it's all those things that have kind of helped to build the foundation and then once you've got that and you feel comfortable then now it's like okay now let's see how far we can push with the strength and with that we were able to then do some tracking of the food to see where we could do and what we could play with on that side to see where we could sort of push the boundaries and but you can't do any of that if your body and your system is already really stressed and just basically fighting for survival so we made sure that we had a good base and then we would check in and there was a time where it was like, okay, we can see with your markers, it's not going the way we need to. So let's take a break and we'll maybe readdress it in a little while. And so, I mean, it's having the foundation, having the confidence and the trust in the system, and then also having the open dialogue and the communication with you. And, you know, I record everything, but it's not, there's no emotional attachment to it. It's like, well, this is just information. And with this, then you and I can work together to be able to come up with a plan. And we might have to two or three weeks in make little tweaks or adjust it or, or take a break. So, um, and that, that's, I think that then it makes it easier for life. That's life. It's, you're going to have things, you're going to have little hiccups along the way. You might have to take a little um, side tour for a little bit and then come back on. And then it makes it a little bit less stressful as well, I find. Yeah. Would you say, you know, in the beginning that there's quite a lot of like mindset work, like breaking down stories, assumptions, old beliefs, like really trying to change some of the things that you tell yourself um, at the start. And then do you feel like it morphs into this? Okay. Like I've, I've really worked on the mind. It's a little more elegant. She's a bit more on my side and now I can really go into this physical space. Would you kind of say that's. Yeah. 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 You have to get your head uh, around it. I mean, most people are going, 
you know, in this space because they want to change their body composition. So you've, you've gone in that. And I mean, I've talked about it before is that I've done the whole, like the Bernstein, where it was like, you can only have 900 calories because they want to quickly. And yeah, you quickly lost the weight, but then as soon as you went off it, you did not feel good. And, and then of course you went the other way. So there is a mindset of accepting the fact that, you know what, I'm no longer like 16 or 18 years old. So, and I've had two kids and I have a, a job. So I'm not, I don't have the same ability where this isn't my job to be able to then just work out all the time. So yes, I'm not going to have the, this necessarily um, physique that I want right away, but I can over time then make it get closer to that, that goal. Um, <clears throat> but you have to get all the other stuff figured out first and um come to terms with the fact that you know like you said what's your reality and there might be a reality gap so just it, it, it will take time and it does take a mindset that you're going to have to accept that this is where you're at and why you've entered this journey is to get to some a different place and it's going to take longer than you expected but if you give it the time and give it the space you'll you'll start to see the changes that you want and then also while you're on the journey, you might realize that, well, I don't want that physique anymore because I know what it costs. Um, it's going to cost me X. Um, I'm not going to be able to do this because I'm going to have to do this or, or, or there's, I mean, there's certain trade-offs to everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I really like that, Shannon. There is. Uh, and I think that's really hard to come to terms with. And, but as soon as you realize that, okay, actually, you know, I understand my body better. I understand the physiology. I understand the food piece. I understand now how to like train and train hard. Then you get, I guess there's almost a freedom with that. Cause you're like, okay, now I get to decide because I understand. So I get to decide how do I want my reality to be? Do I want to trade off all of these things to get to that body composition goal? Or am I actually okay with understanding it taking time being part of my lifestyle and I'm not willing to trade off you know the the promotion in my job or the time with my kids or my family or all of these things and I think I think we just we need to be in the work for a little while would you say and and understand things and then we get to land in this place of like okay now I feel like I have the power to make the decision what do I want to trade for this what do yes. I want to say no so I can say yes to to this yeah yeah yes and so it takes a little bit of time and I mean when you first start you think you can still do it all and you think you should still be able to get that and yes you could but again like you said you have to there's going to be a trade-off it's you can either look at it as a bucket or a pie or whatever and if you were to actually take a look at your your weekly schedule and say well okay this is this 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 from you know, driving kids or doing your job or, or whatever, here it is. Okay. So now let's carve it out. So now where do you want to take from? And if you, if you were able to do that, I mean, and then you take out the emotional, you can pretty much see that, okay, it's, you're going to have to take it from somewhere. So. Yeah. I think, you know, there's so many good pieces of advice in there, but would you say anything else? to like women who are really struggling with this health training, food, body composition stuff. It is a struggle. It is 
challenging because also there is so much information and everybody is telling you one thing or another. And I mean, even if you pull up your Instagram account and you've got five different things saying, okay, well, you can do this and you can do this. And you, so it is a challenge struggling. It's, well, did I make the right decision? Or, you know, maybe I should do this as well. Or how can I speed up the process? And I mean, as far as what I can give for advice is it's basically trying to eat, uh, eat so that you're satisfied. Um, and it may, might be that you don't look at the numbers every, to start off, but if you can eat um, whole foods instead of processed foods, that will often help as well. And then once you have that comfort and that um, the, the sustenance or, or the support that you need, then you can start looking at some of the other, other things. And you are going to question yourself. And, you know, starting off, it was like, I always told you day 21 is always when I would start to question, am I doing the right thing? And it's hard with all of the different information. But if you have a support team and a support group as well, then you can also um, use them as far as a little bit of a, a, a backbone or support or somebody to ask your questions. So um, that can usually, usually help you get where you where you want to go it's going to take time and like other people said you didn't get to this body overnight so you're not going to change the body overnight either and if you can do it if and take the time take the year or the 18 months or whatever it is to get to where you want to go what is that in the grand scheme of your whole life if you think about it and if you can build a, a good solid foundation which is what you need then it will help carry you throughout um, I'm, I'm excited as far as building the muscles and building the strength because I see, you know, other women that are much older than me that haven't done the strength and they don't, they don't then, you know, you worry about them crossing the street, you worry about them, um, doing certain things. And then you also see that they don't have that sort of the, they think, oh, their skin is crepey. And it's like, well, it's also because you haven't maintained your muscle underneath. So if you can do all of those things, then when you get to that point too, hopefully I'll be able to, you know, still be looking a little younger than my actual age. So. Yes. Yes. Because obviously it's great physically to feel strong and capable, but also like, I want to look good. I want to look as good as I can as I age. And the muscle mass is so important to that. The feeling out of the body. Yeah. Like you said, the feeling out of the skin nourishing yourself well enough and so we have this nice like full face uh and we're not hollowing out and you know having fragile bones and losing all of our muscle mass so yeah that for me that's a huge part Shannon it's always been like okay I want to be as functional as capable as possible but I also want to age really well like I want to look as good as I can as I get get older yeah yeah which is yeah. something that you sometimes don't think of when you're like 20 something or 30. But then once you start to hit other, other, you know, milestones, you're like, hmm, okay, how can we sort of keep, keep looking well and staying healthy? So. Yeah. Um, over the 12 weeks, do you want to talk about any 
anything else, like any other strength gains or progress, really cool things that happened? Well, we did the, so the, the focus was on the, um, the three movements. So we did this, the squat, which was my leg press. We did the deadlift, which for me, because of where I was and also my knees don't want to go down as far. Um, we did the RDLs, reverse deadlifts instead. And so for that one, I was able to get up to 235 pounds. So that one was, um, you know, nice as well. Hadn't hit the 200 um, in a very, very long time. So was able to get over the, to the 235. So that was great. Um, chin-ups, was it chin-ups or pull-ups? It's chin-ups, right, that we were doing? You did both throughout. Okay. Uh, in the end, I'm pretty sure you we landed on doing chin-ups. Yeah, the supinated grip. So I was still able to do those. And I still, um, we had shoulder things as well that was going on last year. So had basically lost the ability to do the chin-ups. And, but we were able to then get back to, I think I did four unassisted, not continuous. I still have to stand in between. It's a mental thing that I have to get over, but was still able to do four um, unassisted. So, I mean, it, it, what's nice about it is the challenges. You see the beginning of where you started and where you end. But now it gives you, okay, let's look at what we want to do moving forward and how can we push, how can we challenge, what kind of things can we do for the next segment? So, and we had that conversation at the end of the 12 weeks, let's, what do we want to do? And it's like, well, we might not do it as a 12 week program, but we might want to focus on trying to build this, these movements a little more. And it, it, it makes it exciting as far as what can you do now? So, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's important to make it exciting, I think. There's one thing that came up when you were just talking, you know, around your, do you want to, do you mind if we say your age? As long as my kids don't hear this. All right. Well, I don't think they're going to listen to the warrior school (laughs) podcast, but they might. Yeah. Yeah. You're 45, 45 aren't you? Yeah. 45 now. Yep. Okay. So the reason why I want to, I just want to talk about this. I've been thinking a little bit about it is I think a lot of women, you know, most of the women that I work with are in their late 30s, early to mid 40s, if not late 40s as well. And there's a lot of women out there that have this idea that it's kind of too late. They're like in their mid 40s, they've had kids, they may have not trained ever before, or it's been a really long time. And they feel like they they can't build muscle, they can't make progress. And I just really want to highlight, you know, some of these numbers that you're pulling out, you're doing four strict chin-ups and you're 45 <laughs> and you can, yeah. And I just, I don't know if you have anything to say on that to those women who feel like it's too late, like I'm 45. <laughs> no, I... I certainly don't think it's too late. I mean, you see other people where it's like, oh, there's the 70 year old woman that just started a couple of years ago doing the weight training. And so, no, it's not too late. It's not, it might be a little more challenging to get maybe a certain physique that you want to get at this age, but it's still not too late. It's not too late to get the muscles. And the other thing is, is, you know, building the muscles helps give you the foundation and the metabolism so that then you're able to eat, essentially eat more. And I love, I love food. So the fact that I can say, okay, yeah, I'll try this and I'll have that. I mean, I'm eating more than most people at the dinner table kind of thing. And it's like, well, 
you need to be able to support that. And so if you wanted to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to, that's not what my goal is, but if you have the muscles, I think of my mom, who's much older than me. And I think, okay, well, she hasn't worked out. So now she's not, doesn't have the same strength. So now I worry about her when she's even going grocery shopping and she, you know, you hold onto her arm as you're walking through the parking lot and all of those things. And it's like, well, I know that she's older than me, but when I'm her age, I'd like to still have a bit more of the flexibility and the capability to do certain things. I mean, I know my knees won't let me do certain things regardless, but at least if I have the strength um, to do it, yeah, it'll be great. I don't think even, I'm trying to think if at CrossFit, I was able to do some of these, some of these movements. Um, and that was 10 years ago. And so now it's, but it, it takes time and it takes work and it takes, you know, persistence. It's not something like, it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then in six weeks, I'm going to have the, the strength that I need. It takes a lot of work um, to make sure that you're building the strength, to make sure that you're eating, to be able to build the muscle. So it's not like it's an easy endeavor, but it is certainly a doable endeavor. Yeah. Beautiful. I think we'll finish there, Shan, because you are one of the hardest working women I know. You're one of the most organized women I know. And that's really important. And I think what you found probably over the last four or five years is you found the softness side, you found the fluidity side, you found more of like the feminine, you know, mother side, which is like just relaxing and letting go. You've you've always had this your strength for you is like organization and discipline and structure. And that is really important when it comes to this stuff. You cannot get stronger. You can't build muscle and you can't get the big long lasting results that you want. If you don't have those qualities, you need to be organized. You need to follow structure. You need to be disciplined, but you do need the other side of it. And I think that's what's been really cool to see you just come into this other side of like, you know what? you know, sometimes it's not going to go to plan and my kids are sick for over a week and I can't get to the gym, but it's okay. Like I'm okay. Uh, so thank you so much for your time today and for sharing. Not a problem. Yeah. I love talking to you. It's been, it's been a really cool journey and I'm really excited, uh, for, for your training just to keep pushing your strength. Yes, yes, it will be exciting. I'd like to see and I'd like to see how long we can go without me having to have like any more knee injections and stuff like that. Like if we could go without not needing it anymore, that'd be awesome. So yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. Shan. And I'm still excited about whatever the whole physique is going to look like in the end as well. But I know that it's not ha going to happen today. It might happen whenever. Yeah. And the, the thing is, we just, you got to keep going. Like there is, and I guess that's the thing, like, and I think I've said this to you before, like I ain't holding back a secret <laughs> that nope. like is the secret to get you there. There is no secret. It's like, we've just, you got to keep going. You got to keep listening to the body, trying things, nourishing it. You've just got to put the time in with the training. You've just got to keep progressing and making the training harder and lifting heavier weights, managing your stress, eating enough food. Like there's no secret underneath that. It's just not easy work all the time. 
yeah, it's not easy work. You have to put in the work, you have to put in the time. And there, the thing, like you're saying, there is actually no end because by the time you get to that end, there's going to be something that you are excited about trying or want to do, excuse me, do or challenge yourself. So it's actually, not, there isn't going to be an end. You have to think about this as far as like, this is a, a like a lifestyle where you're getting all of these things ready and you're building this foundation because this is your this is going to be you and then it's like by the time you get to this i'm sure like okay i got to 330 pounds of the squat okay now so now how can we do this what can we do different i'm not going to say okay i want to stop at 330 let's see if we could push it a little bit more and then with that okay now you start to notice a little bit of change in your muscle composition as far as when you're putting on your jeans and all that kind of thing and it's like okay well we just did the chin-ups well let's try and connect them and then let's maybe try and do tricep dips and let's see how light we can get on our toes for that so it's not going to and with that then comes your physical gains or your composition changes it's not a if you look at it as it's not there's no end goal in mind it might also help you get over this hurdle of when am i going to see the results because it's not it's not going to there's there is no end and that can take off some of the pressure and you can enjoy the process you can have the fluidity and the flexibility. Yeah, there is no end. And so this is what the important thing is, is like find something that you love to do. Like I'm, I believe every woman needs to strength train because not, not just for her aesthetic goals, but for her health, for your health, yeah. for your hormones, for, for your, when you, you know, for your perimenopause and menopause for the, for the rest of your life. But the thing that I love, Shan, and we'll finish on this is that it's got to be a lifestyle. You've got to do this shit for the rest of your life. And so yeah. find a way that you something that you enjoy, you know, find other women that you can have around you that can support you, you know, find work with someone that can help you. Like the things you have to be able to do them for the rest of your life. Um, and yeah, let's finish there. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Shed. Not a problem, Amy. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.